everybody. I have finally got Spring Paranormal Investigators in here with me, and it took a while to get them here. We were scheduled for just a couple weeks ago, but I got sick. It didn't work out. But hey, I finally got these guys here, and uh, we're going to try to cover everything that we were going to cover to start out with. So I'm hoping that this is going to turn out to be a long-form deal, and let's go. Uh, I got a couple of introductions to do and then uh, we'll get our conversation started. So to start out with, I've got Amy Lee. She's the owner, lead investigator, and clergyman for special services. Good evening, Amy. Hi, thank you. We've also got Michelle Marrand, is that correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. She's a sensitive and lead investigator. Hey, Michelle, how are you? Good. And I've got Jason Weiser. He's a lead investigator and assistant clergyman. Jason, good deal, man. Nice and you. Raiden Dempsey, assistant debunker, we're going to go over that, and full-time investigator. All right, guys. So, you know, I've had some paranormal experiences in my life. Some of them have been kind of freaky, and I've actually even had some in this room uh, when this was just the place where I came to play guitar before I started doing podcasts, before Studio 1-3, and... Uh, I really don't spend any time in here at night. This is the first time I've been here at night in about six months because I just don't do it. Uh, and I'm usually not a scared dude or a paranoid individual or anything like that. It's just some of the things that have gone on in here have kind of made the hair stand up on my neck and I don't like feeling that way. So, and on the other end, I'm a skeptic, you know, so I mean, Things happen, and I, I question myself. I'm like, well, it had to be this, or it had to be that, or static electricity, or, you know, something weird. Mm -hmm. So what I want to try to do tonight is solidify, at least for myself, whether these entities really exist, or whether this is just something that's just a weirdness that happens, or what. And really, I want to de delve into how you guys got into this, too. So, I mean, Amy, how, you know, why paranormal stuff? I mean, you could have done anything. What's that's, the deal? That's what people say all the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, for for me personally, it was always something I was interested in since I was a little child. Um, just something I was drawn to. I can't really say why. Um, when I became grown, I moved out of my parents' house. I got my first apartment. Normally a great thing. Um, my first apartment, however, was haunted um, by a negative entity. Um, at that time, you know, it was in the 1990s. We didn't have all the paranormal shows we have now. That wasn't a common thing you heard about. You were crazy <clears throat> if you brought that up. There wasn't anybody to call. Um, and, and I was tormented um, to the point of not wanting to go home. I had a key to my brother's house so I could go to his place if I didn't feel comfortable being at home. Uh, and I just had to deal with it till I eventually got married and moved away. Um, that is really what started this. Um, I had got married, had my son. So it was years before I could really be away from him at night and that kind of thing to do this. But once I could, that was really the starting point because I didn't want anybody to ever have to feel the way that I had felt. Yeah, it makes sense. So how do you learn something like this, though? I mean, I've given it a lot of thought since we started talking months ago about having you guys on. And I've been thinking to myself, well, how does one go about figuring this thing out? How do you learn? You know, I mean, it just seems yeah. so mysterious because there's not a place you can go. There's not an educational institution for right. paranormal stuff. So, 
I mean, how do you figure it out? How do you learn it? Uh, I started as a young teenager. Um, really, stuff that I don't encourage now. Um, you know, just, oh, that graveyard looks interesting. Let me go and see if what I can find and who I can talk to. And, right. Um, you know, now, of course, we don't even do graveyard investigations generally. Um, so it, it was just kind of a kid poking around. Um, that evolved into eventually going to meetup groups. Um, they host, you know, Spaghetti Warehouse uh, in downtown Houston, sure, used yeah. to have events, things like that. And I had a friend that was interested, and he and I would go and join these meetup groups. And there were just so many strange people that would come along, and it, it just wasn't very serious. It was kind of lighthearted fun. And the two of us started talking and said, you know, we really should start our own real group doing this and by that point it, it was getting to be a more talked about thing mm -hmm. um not too long after we started the first show came out which was ghost hunters on sci-fi right. and and so from there it just kind of evolved and initially i was calling people saying can we please come investigate you know we'll pay you to investigate right <laughs> and it just grew into something where now we have people calling all the time we're doing this every weekend we have people calling from out of state wow. so it just spiraled and grew and grew that's cool so here's my good question other than <laughs> your first apartment mm -hmm. because one of my experiences actually was at my first apartment as well um have you ever really been scared, I mean, during an investigation or when something that you thought was way wrong? I mean, almost scared to your wit's end. People ask that a lot, and it's it's hard to explain, but when you do this every week like we do, it's it, – it, I don't want to say that it becomes routine, but in some sense it does because right. you experience <clears throat> the same things over and over to a large degree. Um, the kind of things, and, and I think this is for most of us, not just me, um, that scare us are not what would scare the average person who doesn't do this for a living. Um, you know, if, if we hear something or if, for instance, right now one of those books was to fall off the shelf, that would not scare any of us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I'd be gone. <laughs> <laughs> and that's normal. It's, it's, it's yeah. a normal reaction. Um, for me, um, the scariest thing is, is when one of my team members gets attacked. Um, if they're physically harmed or something is trying to possess that person, it's happened with multiple uh, team members. I know it will really? happen in the wow. future. Yeah. Those moments scare me because I, as the leader, I feel responsible for these guys. And also when I have a client that's being hurt or tormented and they're calling me in the middle of the night, you know, I feel for them. Sure. So the fear is more with that for me than the actual entity itself. Well, so I guess every investigation would be different for you guys then because yes. you don't know what you're dealing with. You're dealing with different spaces, I guess, sometimes inside, sometimes outside, just depending. Mm -hmm. So what's, what's the general method? I mean, how do you go about starting an investigation? I guess you get a phone call and somebody's got trouble and, they describe to you, and I guess once you've got a description, you have an idea of where to begin. Right. Um, I'm always the initial point of contact. I talk to them. Um, and, and I'm really looking for, a lot of times I'll talk to family members in that call as well. You mm -hmm. know, you have the husband or the wife in the background chiming in, oh, tell them about this and that. Right. Um, or children in the background, you know. 
Um, so I talk to them and, and kind of just establish what we do, how our process works, and mm -hmm. see what they're needing, what they're looking for, if we're the best fit. If we're not the best fit, then sometimes I will refer the case to someone else. Really? Um, and it just depends on, on what exactly they're needing. Um, we are a specialty team. We deal mostly with malevolent and demonic type hauntings at this point, but we will help anybody who needs it that we feel we can help. And, and is that because that's just where you do your best work and you found that that's probably where you belong, I guess? Um, you know, it, almost like medical specialty in a way, I guess, you know, <laughs> you have certain doctors that do certain things because they're great at it. I guess right. that would be the case with you guys, huh? It, it was never planned. Um, actually, initially, it was just kind of, you know, we'll, we'll help anybody with a paranormal mm -hmm. problem, no matter how light, no matter how heavy. Um, we discovered as things got busier. Um, that there were a lot of people that if someone calls and they say, I have this big cross on my wall and it turned upside down and the the cat was thrown across the room, you know, a lot of other teams will just, we can't help you. That, right. that call's over. They're done. They're out. And so I would help those people. I would take them. We'll take the case. Okay. You know, um, everybody's been chased out of here. People have been bit, this, that. That's okay. We'll come. We'll help. Wow. And it just kind of evolved into we got that name and people realized those are the people you can call who will help you with that. Uh, and because myself, Jason, we're clergy, we also mm -hmm. work with some outside clergy. So not every team is equipped to deal with those cases if they don't have clergymen that are part of their team. Right. Um, so that's something that we felt we can help with. We need to answer the call. Right. Well, that, yeah, that sounds good. Okay, so I know you got a, a couple of good people here with you. Why don't Definitely. you tell me a little bit about what they do and who they are, and let's hear some voices. <laughs> well, this is Michelle. <clears throat> she is the first person that was not family mm -hmm. or best friend that I actually hired uh, for the team, and she is a lead investigator, and she's also a very strong sensitive. She is particularly gifted at picking out negative entities. Um, and kind of seeking them out and being able to expose them and get them to communicate with us. So is this something that's since birth, since uh, you were a child, or did you wake up one day and realize, hey, I've got this talent? Oh, I, I, I think I was probably born <clears throat> with it. Um, I've been dealing with this stuff my entire life. Um, now I just found a team that I can do it, you know, yeah. <laughs> and help people <laughs> with. Um, it's just something that I was, I guess I was born with. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. So what about, and I'm, I'm just curious, what about your upbringing? I mean, were, did you have a religious upbringing? Um, I had, uh, it's kind of a little bit both. My dad um, was not religious whatsoever. Mm -hmm. He was an atheist. Okay. And my mom was very Catholic. Wow. So they were an odd couple, <laughs> you know, um, but they both believed in the paranormal um, because okay. my the house I grew up in was haunted. Really? So they saw it with their own eyes. So so let me ask you this. I know that you said that you dealt with malevolent and and demonic spirits. Yes. What other type of spirits are there? Uh, most spirits are just human spirits. Um, most so of them just want help in some way. So basically people who have passed on but not gone to the other side. Exactly. That's interesting. Most so, of the time. Yeah. And so that's just, well, 
that just kind of blows me away because it <laughs> see here's there's two schools of thought for me at least you know there's there's none of this exists and we're just all here and when you die the lights are out that's it you're gone right and there's the other school of thought that we're souls inside of this human structure mm-hmm. and once the structure dies the soul is still alive and goes on to wherever it goes to exactly that second school of thought kind of scares me to be honest with you because it leaves too many things open it, it you know i mean where do you go what do you do how does it work is heaven real is hell real you know there's there's way too many questions right and i think that you know and i'm 58 years old and I wonder if I've actually spent enough time pondering all that and trying to decide for myself where I stand with all that, or if I've just been paranoid and not done it. You know? Because, <laughs> like I there. said, I've, I've had some experiences myself. One was actually a pretty violent thing, mm-hmm. and this was in my first apartment as well with uh, my ex wife. Mm-hmm. And uh, it wasn't pretty, but it ended actually in a confrontation. And uh, we ended up moving after that, and hopefully the, the damn thing didn't follow us. I don't think it did. But, uh, it, yeah, it was just just such a strange series of events that took place in that apartment. And I was 23 when all that happened. And I, I almost think that younger people seem closer to their past lives, if there's past lives, and they seem more open and more able to sense things that are going on. So I remember all the instances that I had when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and those seem to have faded as time has gone on. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if that's just standard. If, I mean, have you all found that to be? Um, yes. Uh, I think the reason being, and we, we've all talked about this too, is you know, you're kind of trained as you get older to look for a rational explanation. Right. You know, I, I didn't just see that man's face out the window. That was just a reflection, and I imagine that. You know, as, as a little child, you're you're more open. You haven't mm-hmm. been taught to close that off yeah, yet. Society right. makes us, you know, try to close it off because otherwise we're the crazy person. Right. No yeah. one wants to be that. Yeah. And you go to mom and dad and you say, yep, I and, saw this. And they this say, and, no, no, you didn't no. really see that. Yep. Yeah, my parents were great at that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they really were. So, okay, so, Raiden, yeah. you do debunking, correct? Yeah. Uh, so how, how does that work? I mean, it's, it's almost an oxymoron to have somebody to debunk, you know, because, I mean, these guys are trying to prove that the entity's real and that there's something going on, and you're in the back debunking. So right. how does that work? Uh, well, to an extent, my background kind of helps me because uh, for a long time I did robotics, so I have a, a lot of times, uh, we'll get into it later when we go over gear, I guess, but uh, electromagnetic fields can kind of feed into these issues and mm-hmm. cause problems, and we'll all take a baseline of rooms and kind of check to make sure that there's no, okay, this radi- this energy isn't coming from, okay, there's a faulty wire over here. So being able to kind of identify that stuff with my electrical background, also now I'm uh, working as a part-time carpenter. Uh, if there's, oh, I heard footsteps upstairs. Well, no, that's just your joists are placed incorrectly and it's causing creaking. 
So it's just stuff like that where I can start to analyze and help debunk the claims that people have. I'm, I'm not out to disprove any of what we find, mm -hmm. but it's just to cut, help prove that this is 100%. There's no real explanation for this. So that's kind of okay. what I try to do. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so I guess so. you're one of the first guys in then, I guess, or, uh, or is this all happening at the same time? It's as a group. As a group, yeah. Wow. Always in teams, though. Um, I have a, a pretty strict rule. These guys will tell you I, I'm pretty open about a lot of things, but one thing is you don't go in a room alone. Okay. You always are with at least one other person. That makes sense. Um, if, we're, <clears throat> if we've been to a house before and we know that what we're dealing with is pretty benign, um, you know, obviously I, I'm a little bit looser on that, but still investigations are always done as a team. Um, if we're in a house uh, where the client has suggested that they truly believe they have a demonic and we have evidence to that effect, um, then I'm very, very tight on that rule. Even with bathroom breaks. Yes. Uh -huh. Yeah, I will, make, I will make someone hold their hand yeah. in the door. You, you cannot close fully the close the, the door. You turn your back, you hold your hand um, because that door could be shut where someone's trapped and can't get out. Well. So as far as evidence goes, mm -hmm. I guess this is EVPs. I guess it's things like that. EVPs, uh, videos, flashlight activity, um, EMF yeah. activity. And EMF is? Electromagnetic fields. Electromagnetic fields. See, that's <laughs> what I think might be going on around here, but I don't know for sure. So I guess it's possible. Right. And spirits produce their own EMF field around them. So we have gadgets that they can interact with just by getting close to the lights will start going off and let us know that they're present. And when right. we get into a structure, we do a baseline reading and we see what the base for that structure is. So if the whole structure is just one solid green light, then we know there's not an EMF issue. If we then put the tool down in the middle of the room and step away and it starts to go off in conjunction with our questions, mm -hmm. then we know that we're talking to a spirit. Wow. So I guess spirits are intangible, so you can't really capture one, right? Right. That's too bad. It's not like the Ghostbusters, though. <laughs> yeah. That's because if that you could grab bad. one, wouldn't that be something? He, he yeah. would love yeah, that. Yeah, I would love that. We're, yeah. we're working on manufacturing photon packs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I wonder if that'll ever come about. You know, I wonder if technology will ever enable us to be able to actually grab something or at least contain it, you know? So... Now this is really going to freak me out because I, I don't like talking. About, but I'd like to talk this about. This is your idea. I'd, yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> but I'd like to talk about possessions. You know, I, and it's not that I've always been worried about being possessed or something like that. But I've thought about it. And I thought to myself, man, that would really suck. You know, what would you do? I mean, are you vomiting peas? How do you feel? You know, and how do you get out of something like that? You know, the the movie The Exorcist came out when I was a kid. Great. And. Uh, <laughs> Man, that movie freaked me out, you know, and I've, I've never quite been able to shake some of those images. So, I mean, is is that things that y'all have actually experienced and witnessed similar to what goes on in The Exorcist? Or? What I tell people is, you know, it, it's a movie. It, it's dramatized. It, right. That movie is actually based on a true story. Well, that's not good. But they changed Don't tell a lot. Me that I got to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, they changed a lot of key points. That was actually a little boy 
um, not okay. a little girl. Um, and it was in a different city um, than they showed in the movie. So there, there's a lot of changes and a lot of added dramatic emphasis. Um, the actual real exorcism of that boy went on for a long time. It was not just a one-day thing as depicted well. in the movie. Um, so that part's very different. Generally, um, you know, possession definitely does happen. It is not a common thing. Um, when a actual demonic um, attaches or tries to attach to a human being, there is an infestation phase first. That's just the, the little tappings in the walls and right. the little, did that move? And, you know, it yeah. that gradually builds to a phase of oppression, um, which is generally when we get the call. Mm -hmm. um, by that point, they're scared. Things are, are much more intense. Um, right. Bigger things are moving around, heavier things. People are being hurt. People are being scratched. They're not able to sleep. Right. being worn yeah. down. We have kids getting pulled out of their beds, mm -hmm. you know, um, things like that. So that phase generally lasts a very long time. It just builds and builds and builds. Really? I wonder why that is. I wonder if the entity no is, really just, sure. is just <laughs> testing the waters to see or... Well, or, I think they're, they're wearing them down because, you know, uh, a demonic can't just hop into you, you know. Right. They have to wear you down, and finally, they wear you down enough where there's not as much resistance, mm -hmm. so they can possess you. Wow. Um, you know, and we have very strong wills as, as people and humans, you know, so that Some takes a little while. Mm -hmm. It <laughs> takes a little while for them to, you know, pick away at, at their defenses, and, you know, before they can, you know, hop in them, I guess. Short, right. Short you of know. an all-out invitation. Right. Yeah. The invitation. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yes. So let me ask you this. Do you think that they pick certain people? Absolutely. Really? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Just based on will or strength? Based on or? will, mental. And um, the invitation, as you yeah. just said. That's yeah. a big part of it. People who are curious and they do things that they shouldn't can be seen as an invitation. Wow. Um, people with mental illness a lot will have spirits attached to them because of their mental illness and they're an easy target. Right. You mm -hmm. know, Um so, yeah. So, do you think there's purpose behind this? I mean, do these entities actually have a reason for? Is there a purpose? Absolutely. Are they trying to attain a goal? What What would the goal be? Um, you know, demonics traditionally they're they're after souls. They're trying to collect your soul. Really. I mean, it's it's as deep as it gets. It's a very scary thought, and and I think that thought causes a lot of people to go, oh, that's just not real. Because that's a terrifying thought to really think about that yeah. and really let that in and accept that. Right. Um, you know, this is my moment for my PSA that I've always wanted against don't play with spirit boards. I'm just going to throw it out there <laughs> once and leave it at that. Yeah. Um, so yeah. so they're soul collectors, basically. Yeah. Wow. Definitely. And they want to wreak havoc while while doing it. Yeah. Great chaos. That, that is their ultimate goal. That, that yeah. is their function. Yeah. The, the goal is to drive you to commit a crime or to kill yourself or to do something that damns you so mm -hmm. that they have you. Yeah, I had an epiphany years ago. I uh, And uh, this goes back my sister-in-law. Mm -hmm. Okay, she's a teacher. Good lady. has got a couple of kids. Kids are 19, 20, I believe, at the time. Um, had some problems with her husband, had recently got back together with her. Well, she gets up in the middle of the night, 
and hangs herself in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think she used a, a cord off mini blinds or something like that. Don't really know how she did it. He woke up in the morning, realized she was in the bathroom and the door was locked. And well, you know the story from there. But maybe six months after her death, I was thinking about her and I thought to myself, you know, Peggy was cool. I don't get it. You know, I mean, she, her life was together. She couldn't have been that sad. So what the hell? And then I thought, all of a sudden, it just hit me. Is it possible that there is an entity, a spirit or whatever, that can force you to kill yourself? Not worse. But I mean, you, they can put it why, would, why would a normal person like that wake up in the middle of the night, not say nothing, not leave a note, you know, happy one day, dead the next day. I mean, it doesn't make sense. Spirits definitely yeah. can influence mm-hmm. your moods. And influence stuff. is a good word. Yeah, it's it's more light and even. So maybe it's something that she could have influence. carried around for a while. Yeah, yeah. Didn't yeah. Know. most likely what what was going on. Mm-hmm. If if spirit if a spirit involved was involved in, in that situation. Yeah. Wow. So how can you tell? I mean, how do you know? Like, like when you get to somebody's place and, and they're claiming that, you know, I feel like I'm possessed by something or whatever. I mean, how do you know? I mean, I guess you use a medium or something to try to draw that entity out or um, to a degree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it's, it's always based, though, on the scientific evidence. Always that I, I'm adamant about that. Okay. Um, if Michelle or, or Lynette or other medium, if they walk in and they're picking up on something, it is our job to then try to get valid communication, whether it's EVPs or, or on the electronics, because we right. need to be able to prove what they're sensing and what they're feeling. We never just go off of what any one of us would be feeling or sensing. It's got to be proven in evidence. And if or we, we can't prove, yeah, if we can't prove it with evidence, then it's a personal experience, and right. that's not really evidence. You know, so I'm feeling this kind of way. I think there's something over there, but we can't prove it. Then that's just me. Right. You know, it's hmm. a personal experience, and we try not to bring the personal experiences into the evidence because we want the hardcore evidence that we can see and hear, and you right. know, right. So we can prove it. Okay, so let's say you go to a place, find out there's a bad entity, entity there, how do you get the damn thing to move on, you know? Um, okay, it, it's different depending on what we're dealing with. Um, if it is a human spirit, and, and the way I like to, to kind of simplify this for people in life, you have good people and bad people, right? Right. Exact same in death. You're, you're going to have good ones and, and bad ones, so to speak, that are left behind. Mm-hmm. Um, I have had many a conversation with dead serial killers. Through, really? through my medium. Um, you know, we, we had a flashlight session, actually, Raiden and I, with one not long ago, um, just, what, two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that happens. Um, generally, those people are tormented. They're, hopefully, they have remorse about what they did. Some of them we talk to do, some of them don't. Um, but there's, there's usually anger, there's sadness, there's, I'm afraid of where I'm going to go, so I'm not leaving. Mm, um, okay. We hold ourselves here. Yeah. Nothing holds, you know, after we, we die and choice. we're stuck here. We hold ourselves here, whether it's, you know, ego or shame or guilt or anger or, you know, waiting for something or someone. We do it to ourselves. 
And so we try to find out what's holding them here so we can mm -hmm. help them let go of that. Because if you can't let, you don't let go, then you're not going anywhere. Absolutely. So, mm, okay. <laughs> so what about, so what about the, the biblical versions though of death then? I mean, because biblically when you die, you're, if you're good, you're going to heaven. If you're bad, you're going to hell. It's like you're going, you're going to be sent. See, for it me, seems that, that part's way. easier because I am a Catholic. Mm -hmm. um, so we believe in purgatory. Right. Um, you don't go straight to heaven or hell. You, you go to purgatory. Yeah. You, you the waiting it room. out and then you go where you're going. Yeah. You got to go to the waiting room first. I yeah. look at what we deal with all the time. This purgatory, the ones we're talking to, they haven't made the crossover yet. They're still in the holding room. Wow. And so for me, I guess that's a little easier. I'm not sure how. My non-Catholics on the team um, figure that out, or, or free, what y'all think. <laughs> free will. Free That's will. That's kind of how I looked at it as well. Really? Uh, nothing stronger than free will in any aspect of life uh, and, and death. Um, spirits have the choice to move on or choice to stay, and it's when they decide, uh, ultimately. Uh, I mean, especially with us. I mean, we aren't going in to force anybody to do anything they don't want to do. Right. Yeah, it's got to be kind of a strange life to live, though, with your knowledge. You know what I mean? <laughs> it, it definitely is. I mean, uh, how many people can say that they get up on a weekend and decide, all right, tonight we're going to go talk to some dead people? Like, that, yeah. It, it's, yeah. Definitely, it's definitely interesting. He, he's sure. my son, though, so he, he was I kind of was indoctrinated in this. a little bit. Sure. <laughs> So, you know, a lot of people say the proof is in the pudding. So at what point did you find the proof that what you're saying is is evident? So in other words, what at what happened exactly to where you knew this is a spirit? This is not an electromechanical issue or this this is not a structural problem. Right. You know, this is a this is a spirit, something that's intangible, but it's there, it's smart, and knows what it's doing. It has a purpose. How did how did that come about for you, at least? Um, for me, that that moment was way back when I was still in my first apartment before mm -hmm. I ever started the group. Um, my entity liked to mess with my TV at night. I fall asleep to TV. I've just always done that. Mm -hmm. It would go on. It would go off. So I lived in an apartment. Okay, maybe it's the wiring in the apartment. You know, they're not wired the best. Or maybe there's a short in my TV. And... I just got so sick of dealing with it. So one night I just pulled the plug, went and laid back down, TV comes on. Wow. <laughs> that's, See, mine, that's not a short. It's not wiring. Mine now likes I'm going, silverware. Okay. <laughs> silverware and keys. Mine loved silverware and keys. And uh, the first thing that I realized, I opened the freezer one day and I found a fork in the freezer and it looked like somebody had wrapped it around a toothpick. It was wound so tight. Wow. And I couldn't even at first tell it was a fork. And then silverware started disappearing and keys started disappearing and other things that were metal started disappearing. And we had this, uh, like, hatch in the ceiling in the bathroom for the air conditioner. Mm -hmm. And the door slammed in the bathroom one day and that hatch fell down and all that stuff was up there. Oh, wow. And just came down, yeah. And that was, I was like, that's really not cool. <laughs> so Because it was just one. me and her and I know she didn't do it, you know. Mm -hmm. And I know I didn't do it. So, and this went on for six months, you know, but yeah, that was, that was strange. 
But, you know, even through all that, I still never really solidified it in my mind that there was something that I couldn't see that was affecting my life. Right. I just had, I don't, I don't know, it's just, maybe I'm afraid to, to swallow that. You know what I mean? A lot right. of people are. We, mm-hmm. we have a lot of people like husbands and wives, and one will experience these things and the other won't. The mm-hmm. other's close. I don't believe in that. You know, but she's bothered, so we'll we'll have y'all out. See, my wife's a big believer, but she hasn't had, I don't think, any experiences. And I've had a bunch, and I'm always <laughs> the one who's questioned. Well, I'm not really sure. Right, and, and it's different on both sides. You know, sometimes it's it's the man that's skeptical. Sometimes it's the woman that's skeptical. Yeah. We've we've had mm-hmm. both. Um, it, you know, some people are more open to it. Some people are more sensitive to it. Um, you know, just like. Some people have allergies. Some people don't. You're sensitive to different things. It's just an environmental factor. So some people pick up on that easier than others. Some people mentally, I think, are afraid and just don't even want to deal with that idea. It's so much easier to just go, I can't see it. Therefore, it doesn't exist. Yeah, I think that's probably me. Yeah, and we'll we'll get a lot of people that, well, I'm experiencing this and that, but my husband isn't. How do I make him believe? Don't. It's like, let it let it be. If, if that person's happy and comfortable and they don't want to face that fact, don't make them face that fact. Yeah. yeah. So have you been in a situation where there's multiple entities? Oh, yes. All really? <clears throat> so I guess they work in groups or pairs? Or... Um, it, it depends. Um, it does seem like we, we kind of have a personal theory in the group that, you know, people are social. Mm-hmm. So why, when they die, would that be any different? Um, it seems like the more you have, the more that seems to attract. Um, we've been in homes that only have one, um, but we've been in homes that have ten. Wow! You know, and and you just never and know. Many more. Yeah. Yeah. yeah some of those <clears throat> demonic cases, um, you know, where where they've been harvesting souls, if you will. Um, you know, we get in there and it's it tons, tons. Wow. We, we, we had a case that had over 100 in one house. <clears throat> and so how do you get it to move? I mean, how do you get rid of it? How do you get it to move away? And, I mean, do you do that through spiritual? I mean, I just don't know. You know, so, I mean, that's why I'm asking. It just seems like it would be, it would be tough to move something that you can't grab and throw out the front door. Right. It's, it's not a, phys- I mean, it is physical, but it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, with the humans, um, usually... Like she said, we hold ourselves here. Um, and like he said, it's free will. So when they realize, oh, I can cross over. These people are willing to help me cross over. Why am I still here? And they talk about and deal with the problem mm-hmm. um, and whatever they're feeling that's holding them here. Um, you know, then usually through our preaching to them and counseling them we're able to help convince them that it's time to let it go and move on. Um, and we're able to do that. Um, obviously with the demonics and that kind of thing, that's, that's a different deal. Um, they aren't going to go willingly. <laughs> wow. Um, so that's, you know, that's a very, very rare thing. Um, and it is something that we've just recently, um, started doing exorcisms when needed. Um, wow. It's something that for a very long time we did not want to do, um, but there is a need just because so many clergymen don't want to do it. Um, even the Catholic Church, which, you know, I am a Catholic. I, I firmly believe in Catholic beliefs, um, but 
I have a lot of issue with the church um, because if you're not Catholic, they won't help you. Right. And yeah, it's always they know been a these tough things bunch, exist. You know, yeah. yeah. They, they know they exist, um, you know, and, and it's very hard for me when I go to them. They know me. They know I'm credible. They know what I'm bringing to them is, is legitimate. But the buck stops at a certain point. If right. this one person does not approve and agree to further this on, well, well, that's the end of it. Just go home and pray. Okay, but this guy's child is being ripped out of his bed. These people are being cut up in their sleep. I can't just tell them to go home and pray. Right. I can't leave somebody in that state. I'm going to help. And if I can't find somebody else who will help, then I'll take it on and I'll do that. So that's actually what I've been doing is training um, deliverance exorcism with okay. a uh, pastor from a Bible church. Um, very, very great man who's helped us a lot and been a big advocate for us. So we're now doing that as well for the people who need it. And is that pretty often? I mean, is that... Um, pretty, we will actually uh, be doing one of our, our first ones on our own um, on the 23rd, actually. Okay. Wow. <laughs> so have you found more, have you found areas that are more active than other areas? I mean, have you, have you, have you discovered that there's places that stuff just doesn't happen? Almost like a null, like, like a, you know, they call it in the communications business, a null to where there's just something about an area Radio transmissions don't work real well. I'm sure you're familiar right. with stuff like that. So, I mean, have you found that there's almost like a null for demonic not, activity or or spiritual activity? The, the, the demonic spirits seem to go pretty much anywhere, but like we said earlier, they tend to have a type of purpose. Their whole goal is collecting more souls, so tend, they tend to be around other entities. Uh-huh. But, uh, but most of the time, I mean, not uh, not all the time, we've seen spirits that have died one place and gone a completely other place Mm -hmm. so it's not always a factor but most of the time you'll experience okay if this was an original land settlement and this has been here since 1793 you'll have more entities there because it's a longer settled place stuff like that right see i've been told this area was an old indian burial ground years ago uh, peach creek right here Mm -hmm. yeah peach creek area yes yeah wow that's kind of freaky (laughs) (laughs) we actually went out and did a uh, large Native American area not too long ago. Yeah, beginning of the month. You know, it's interesting. When my wife and I first purchased all this property out here, we owned about half the block to start out with. And uh, her mom came and lived with us. My parents came from Seattle. And the first thing I said was, all right, nobody dies on the property. (laughs) Sure enough, her mom died on the property. So did both my parents. Oh, no. You know? So I was like, man, y'all got to quit, you know? And then, of course, we've had plenty of cats and dogs and animals yeah. we've been here a long time so but uh there there is also something with that too with conductors mm-hmm. um a lot of our cases are near large water sources really uh, so we do a lot of work clear lake baytown we're always in baytown it seems galveston, like. galveston. Oh, i bet galveston's full all oh, yeah. of those areas yeah. down south um what bay city lake jackson um, all those I wonder, areas. Why, I wonder why that is. So bodies of water, huh? Yes. Water's a great conductor. Mm-hmm. Huh. Water and limestone are the, the two biggies, it seems. Really? We don't limestone. have a lot of limestone in this area. Right. So that's not 
as prevalent here, but but we have water. lots of water. <laughs> yeah. We always well. like to say spirits are, in, in a sense, whether if you want to look at it in a more scientific perspective, spirits and souls are, in essence, just another form of energy. So by having that conductor, it makes it easier for them to communicate, which is why also if a structure, a home, or wherever has an EMF problem, since spirits also radiate it, they can also feed off of it, and it can contribute to the problem. Cool. Okay. I'll be looking to fix all that stuff. That's, that's great. Okay. There, there's a lot of science behind it. There yeah, really it sounds is. like there is. Okay, so what kind of things do you guys use then? Um, do you all use like REM pods and all that kind of stuff? We do. Now, the REM pod is something that's kind of new to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife had me watch uh, Kindred Spirits or something like that, right. and those guys use REM pods. So what is that device? How does it work? Uh, well, we have one of the, the better ones. Um, it measures temperature as well as electromagnetic fields, mm-hmm. and it's got a proximity detector on it that we can set kind of the range on. Okay. Um, so it, it will measure their energy as well as if, you know, if a spirit's producing cold or heat, something gets near it, any kind of fluctuation in the atmosphere, it will light up and make noise and let us know. Okay. So what about drafts and things like that? I mean, will a draft trigger it? Um, but I guess if it theoretic- did, that would be that would be something you could measure as well. Right. right? Theoretically, so. it could. Um, when we go in and do an investigation, and there's many reasons I, I won't let the clients be present, mm-hmm. um, but one of them is it's going to be very uncomfortable because we're in greater Houston area. Mm-hmm. So half the year, it's 100 degrees, right? Right. And one of the first things we're going to do is turn off the AC. Because yeah. it's loud and it's going to affect our audio, and it could cause those drafts or cause dust particles moving around looking like orbs. We don't want any of that. Right. So we immediately kill that air. So, you know, we're going in the attic and everything else. It's 100 degrees. It's like, okay, this is wow. the job. Um, same thing when it's winter, but the opposite. You know, it's going to get real cold in here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, wear your jacket and just go with it. Yeah, I can understand. Wow. <laughs> so back to... Being a sensitive, that's, mm-hmm. that's, it's interesting to me. So, I mean. Sometimes it's exhausting. <laughs> I, w- I would imagine so. So have, I guess when you've been in a situation and have you ever had anything that just kind of came out of left field? Like, let's say the, uh, a loved one from somebody's, from somebody's that had passed on, uh, have they ever tried to. I guess use you to, to give them information or oh, absolutely. or whatever that happens all the time. Mm-hmm. Well, wow, how, how, how does that feel? I mean, how do you, and how do you know that's what they're trying to do? I mean, does it, is it audible to you? Sometimes or? it comes in different forms. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I can hear them talking to me. Sometimes they're putting pictures in my head mm-hmm. and I get, you know, like a, a snapshot of something. Um, sometimes they're putting thoughts in my head Sometimes they tell me to write things down, so you know I'll be oops, I'll be writing things down, you know, random words, you know, that I'm that I'm pictures. catching and drawing pictures. I'm a terrible artist, by the way, but I try. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, it comes in many many different, and sometimes I see them, like you sitting right there across from me. Sometimes mm-hmm. they just they'll be right there, you know. So it, it comes in wow. many different forms. Or like at the jail when that one jumped you. Yeah, that one, I was, we had an investigation, um, and I let my guard down because I was very tired. Um, it's toward the, towards the end of the night, towards, you know, and we were kind of getting ready to, to pack up and leave, and um, 
a not-so-nice entity decided to, you know, jump in me, I guess. Um, and I didn't, I didn't notice, but Amy noticed. Um, and Tracy. And Tracy noticed. And I guess, because I don't remember really anything while he, it was, it was one of the inmates there. Um, it was at the jail. Um, I don't remember anything when he was in me, but until they got me outside and I'm like, why am I outside? <laughs> so, yeah. well, we yeah, were, I, uh, in the death row section. Yeah. I think it was mm -hmm. the extreme section. Of really? Jail. Which jail? Um, Old Lavaca. Fort Lavaca. Yeah. Wow. Cool. Yeah. There's two ladies that run it and they actually let ghost hunting teams mm -hmm. come in and, and mm -hmm. have a night there kind of thing. Very nice ladies. Um, yeah, I would imagine there's a lot of torment there. You know? <laughs> there was, yeah. Antique jail, you know, not right. been operational for many, many years. Um, but there, there are several entities there, and there are some that are particularly not nice. Hmm. Um, we, we were some just, like to steal things. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we were just trying to uh, to talk to them, and, and all of a sudden I noticed the change in her, and she just went stoic. And really? I'm trying to talk to her, trying to get her to respond. She was gone. I mean, okay, just so just gone. to make me feel better, no pain or nothing like that, no, right? No. Okay, that's good. <laughs> yeah, and we that's actually, uh, my my niece was, was with us. It was the three of us at the time. And she was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, she's, you know, she's out. And I was like, okay, we just got to get her outside. Let's pick up the gear. Let's get her outside. Keep it controlled. And she had an EMF detector in her hand. And she actually had her hand on her back, and then she had the EMF right behind her because she was kind of guiding mm -hmm. her. And the EMF was redlining on her. Wow. Because of the spirit being inside of her. So we're getting her downstairs, and you can tell she's still not coherent. Get her out. Get her outside. Out of the building. We take a break now. Called the other team, said, you need to take a break. Everybody outside. And then I guess it just released? Mm -hmm. Yeah, the second that I <clears throat> stepped outside. It's like, what am I doing out here? You know? Like, wow. Yeah. Have you had any experiences like that? Uh, yeah, I've had my fair share as well. Um, I mean, obviously kind of growing up and, and kind of not, it wasn't really like she in any sense forced it on me, but I was kind of watched the shows growing up and kind of was aware that there, there, there was at least a school of thought of people that believed that they existed. So I was always kind of skeptical. And I had my, uh, I'm not going to get too, too far into it, but I had uh, a plethora of personal experiences, some not so nice and kind of violent. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was what really caused me to be like, okay, this is something real. Because I had one really bad one where I got thrown across my room. And that was just like, yeah, uh, nothing did that. So I was... yeah. And I, yeah, um, I know what you mean. I got pushed out of a rocking chair, actually. Um, and I remember I landed on the floor, and I was, you know, my hands and knees, and I turned around and looked at the rocking chair, and I thought to myself, what the hell? You know? Right. And I just don't see how that was even possible. And I thought, you know, of course, I tried to debunk it. I said, well, maybe I just, you know, rocked too hard, hit the wall. And, and bounced out. Yeah, but you're not going to bounce, bounce out, out and land right. in the middle of the room. Yeah, for, you know. it's it's definitely a surreal experience for sure, and it kind of is a little bit of a eye opener, and also a just did that really happen? Did I dream mm -hmm. that? Like, and there's there's a point when logic just kind of runs out. So right, yeah, and that was actually in Morning Tree Apartments in Spring Branch in Houston, <laughs> and they ended up tearing those apartments down. Um, 
there was a couple of murders that happened there, and there were two brothers that stabbed each other to death. It was pretty violent. Wow. And there were a lot of people, and and I think there were 215 or something like that units, and there were people all over that were having experiences. And, uh, yeah, that's where that rocking chair thing happened to me, and that was not cool. Wow. Not at all. Was that in the same place that you had the silverware? No. Or? No. Actually, I moved out of there to Pine Shadows was the name of the apartment. And it's another apartment complex in Houston. And, uh, yeah, that's where I had all the other silverware experiences and, and the bad experience in the bathroom that really freaked me out. So uh, we had a telephone with a really long cord, like a 50-foot phone cord. And I brought the phone in the bathroom because I was going to take a shower. I was waiting on a call. And I thought, well, I'm going to turn the water off dry off enough to grab this call. It's one of those old phones with the big buttons on them, you know, right. way before cell phones. So taking a shower and all of a sudden the whole bathroom got cold to the point to where I was going and I could see my breath and I take hot showers. I mean, right. I really take hot showers. So I was like, that's weird. And then I just felt really strange. So I just moved the curtain and looked out at the phone. And I don't know if you've ever seen like, a regular silver kind of phone cord before right. it's impossible to coil one of those things up. So all 50 foot was coiled right next to the phone wow. about this big around. Perfect. And I was like that, you know, and I went to touch it and it just sprang. And uh, right now I'm getting goosebumps <laughs> from it, but I just freaked out and I, you know, grabbed a towel and I literally was getting dressed on my way out of the apartment. I was like, man, I'm not going back in there. Something going on. And that was really, really freaky. And I uh, had some other instances right around that time. And finally one night I was laying in bed and I heard all the hangers in the closet just brrr, like somebody was just running their hand across it, you know. And I finally got just pissed. I said, look, I'm going in there. So I told my wife, I said, I'm going in there. So right. I turned the light off, went in the closet, put my fist up. And I said, if we're going to get it on, let's get it on right now, <laughs> you know. And it quit. And, I mean, after that, I didn't have any problems anymore. And I, I don't know why I'm not a big dude or anything. It's not like I'm going to beat anybody up. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I was just angry to the point where I just couldn't take it anymore. We're staying up all night. And, mm -hmm. you know, stuff was moving around the living room. Her mom told us to open the Bible to Psalm 23 or whatever it was. We did, and it slammed it shut. Mm -hmm. You know, I was like, ah, so this has got to end. Right. And so finally when I knew it was in the closet, I said, well, at least I can go in there with it. And either it's going to beat me up or I'm going to beat it up or something. <laughs> you know, so only one of us is coming out. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's how that ended, you know. And uh, we stayed there about another three months and ended up moving out. And I haven't really had too many experiences since then except for in this room. And I don't understand why I'd have anything in this room. We had this building on the other end of the property, and a tree hit it, crushed it. And I rebuilt it, and we moved it over here. And I just don't see any reasons why there would be stuff going on in here. But I've had some pretty frightening things happen in here that, you know, and God, I hate saying this on this podcast because everybody's going to hear it, you know. <laughs> but so I'm in here one night, and I didn't have any of this stuff in here, playing guitar. And I was just practicing, just running scales, having a good time. Lights were dim. Everything was cool. And out of this corner, an orb about this big around. And I was looking down at the guitar, but I saw it. You know what I mean? Kind of right. out of the corner of my eye. It just came out of the corner and came around. 
And right when I looked up and saw it, it hit me in the chest. And I just felt all the hair on my body stand up, you know. So I put my guitar down. I went in the house. <laughs> you know? Didn't say nothing to my wife. I just thought, man, that was really freaky. You know, and I thought, nah, I'm just tired and, you know, I'm cold or something else happened, you know. Came out here a couple of nights after that. Had some other freaky stuff happen. And the thing that got me to where I don't come out here anymore at night was when the building felt like it lifted up and dropped down. And I didn't like that. I was like, okay, that's not cool. I'm going home. I'll play the guitar during the day, you know. <laughs> and so everything else has been during the day. This is the first time I've been out here at night in a long, long time. And uh, I don't feel like it's a danger or anything you know what i mean and, and maybe it's just animals jumping on the roof or you know i don't know but yeah it freaks me out i don't like it you know i just i don't like feeling that way i i want to feel safe warm and comfortable in my old existence <laughs> you know i don't need any of that kind of stuff but i'm really interested in what you guys do i mean so Y'all don't make any money doing this, or you do charge for this, or, I mean, how does it work? Um, the only thing we charge is a travel fee, is what we call it. And basically, it's just to cover our costs. Yeah. That's all we do. Just cover gas um, and stuff like that? We can't afford to do it out of pocket. We all have day jobs, mm -hmm. every one of us. Well. Um, that's that's actually why our, our medium isn't here with us tonight, and why our, our part-timers aren't here. Um, you know, that's that's our bread and butter. We do this to help people. Um, right. on the side we are and i am in the process of trying to make it an official nonprofit. Mm -hmm. um, and the goal is for this to be completely self-sustaining one day um, so that we don't have to even charge people the travel fee yeah um, but it, it's a very small nominal fee i mean depending on the area how close to how far you know local greater houston area we're talking anywhere from ten dollars if they're right down the road from me to you know fifty dollars you know yeah. if they're in galveston yeah. um so you know I, I, we don't charge much at all um yeah. if we have to go out of town um if it's three hours or less i'll drive the turnaround um that way we don't have to make it any more than than gas money yeah um if we have to stay in a hotel if it's four hours or more um, you know, then we get an inexpensive hotel, uh, a bedroom that has, you know, two beds so that four sure. of us can go. And, and that's yeah. what we do. Um, so we do everything we can to keep the cost down for our clients as much as possible. Well, that's pretty cool. It, it's not about making money. It's about helping. Yeah. Wow. That's, it's serious. You know, it's, it's just, it's such a strange, I've had a lot of other businesses come in here and talked about you know, weightlifting and, and sign shops and just all sorts of stuff, you know, so this is just so out of the norm and it, it's just, it's intriguing. So, and I had another question and it slipped me for a second here. So let me see if I can get back to what it was. Um, okay. We talked about, um, yeah, how much you guys charge. So at one point you said you want to carry it over and, and make it a nonprofit. And that seems like a, a doable thing. Um, yes. So what about, and you mentioned Galveston a couple of times, but it's kind of come out. Have y'all done any cool places in Galveston? We have actually. <laughs> um, some of us singly, not uh, with the group or before we were in the group and, and other investigations as a group. We actually, um, every year, I try to reward these guys because they work so hard. Mm -hmm. um, you know, nobody twisted any of their arms to, to make them volunteer to follow me into this stuff. 
and it's it's pretty humbling that they do, um, especially with the danger that we're going through. I mean, sure. every one of us, that's our time away from our families and our pets and, and our homes to relax that we're giving up to go help complete strangers um, and maybe get thrown across the room or, you know, <laughs> no. God only Scratch knows. Um, you know, and the fact that these guys are willing to, to do that and follow me into that, you know, I, I'm incredibly blessed to have every one of them. I could not do it without them. I mean, I have the best group that anybody could ask for. Yeah, it looks like you got a pretty good group here. I'd like to meet the rest of them one of these days. Yeah, so I hope that we can do that. Yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> so um, you've done some places in Galveston, like some of the historical buildings there, I guess. Yeah. There's so much cool history there, and there's great architecture in Galveston. And I know that there's been a tremendous amount of death. You know, so I would think that there's spirits all over the place out there. I would think that's there is. the it place is. to go to get them. <laughs> yeah, you it know? definitely is. Uh, we actually, um, I kind of segued out of that there, sorry. But um, we actually take a team trip every year. And that's kind of their reward for all the hard work. Yeah, it's just that's cool. Sometimes we go, you know, do somewhere that's really scary. Sometimes we're, it's uh, been a hard year. Let's just go somewhere kind of fun. And, uh, yeah. So this past year, that's what we did. We went to Galveston and <laughs> rented a house and spent the weekend. Makes uh, me well, laugh. That's cool. Because once we got there, the, the B and B we were staying at, we started getting a bunch of activity, yeah. and it's like, all right, nope, no time off. Yeah, really. Leisure trip. What happened? Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's pretty cool. That stuff dragging down the stairs. Yeah. And <laughs> I just wanted to stay at the beach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she she and I actually we're like, no, we're nobody's you know, we don't have a client here. We're sitting this one out. Yep. So we're out on the back patio just talking while they're in there and we're hearing these slams and thuds and we thought that because there was a, a neighbor downstairs that they were upset by she and I's talking because it was mm -hmm. really late. And come to find out, we kind of lost track of time. Yep. And it was later than we thought. And these guys had already stopped and gone to bed. So, you know, we're looking at the clock. We're like, oh, okay, we're keeping them up, you know. And they're they're banging, banging on the wall. The wall yeah. yeah. So we go in, come to find out, they weren't nope. aware of us. They weren't <laughs> out there. Um, like, okay. And then uh, these guys were hearing bangs inside while they were investigating. And apparently some of the spirits that they talked to admitted to doing that so later we found out oh okay i guess that was paranormal and we didn't even know it yeah we didn't even realize it <laughs> that's cool <laughs> even went to go answer the door once yeah oh, that yeah. was the door yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was the was weirdest weird. one of the whole thing yeah, so that was. happened in daylight broad daylight it was just like really? doom, doom, doom. and then we're just like huh and we Oops, went to, at the no door. one's there yeah, we were, we were sitting in the living too, room. So. And, I mean, Galveston's, you know, I'm from New Orleans, so it's a relative thing. But, you know, there's a lot of kind of dangerous areas. Sure, yeah. Um, yeah, I've been out there a lot. So, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we hear this banging on the door. And so we all look up like, you know, it's, it's a rental house. Like, who would be banging on the door? So I, I'm kind of hesitant. I'm like, you know, I'm not afraid of anything dead. But if it's living, I'm kind of, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I start going for the door, and, and he was right behind me. And then we get up there, and I mean, there was nobody. And we were on the second floor. We had the, the second and third floor of the house, which is one unit. Mm -hmm. And then the, the ground level is another unit. So whoever would have come, they would have had to come all the way up the steps, across the porch to the door, and then gotten back down and out of sight before we would have gotten there. There wow. was just no way. Nice. There was nobody there. So let me ask you this. 
How often do y'all show up on scene and it just turns out to be bullshit, you know, or turns out that there's nothing there and, and homeowner or whoever has big claims and you know what I mean? Just somebody wasting your time. It's a, it's strange. A few years ago, um, when I actually formed the group, I've been doing this for like 27 years, but when I actually made it into a group and we started doing this as a unit, I would tell people when I hired them, if we get 10 calls, maybe one or two of them are legit, the rest aren't. Wow. It's not like that anymore. Um, something has changed there, and I don't know if it's our reputation and the type of calls we're now getting that we don't experience that so much, or if it's just something generally um, or spiritual that's going on. Um, I, I talked to other people who run paranormal teams a little bit here and there and they've commented the same thing that in the last several years it's gotten a lot more active um because i'm a minister i follow the the catholic paranormal clergy pages online and they have been saying it for years um the vatican is actually secretly recruiting more exorcists there's Hmm. a call all over the world for we need more people doing this where that's coming from and why that's happening that's that's anyone's guess but it's definitely different than it was when we started we find a lot more malevolent type activity and a lot more valid hauntings Mm -hmm. than when we started this yeah we've we've had a few that weren't that we've had to debunk and say sorry you know so you have a theory i would think you'd have a theory on that so what's your theory you know, what do you think's going on? Um, you know, it, it, I I tread lightly on that because it gets into religion. Um, you That's know, cool. With this me is a good place to play. Begin, you, know? <laughs> you know, being a Catholic, um, you know, there's a lot of speculation that, uh, you know, we're kind of the beginning of the end. Um, you know, getting near the rapture. It's going to happen sooner or later. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know if, if that's the cause. I, I don't know if it's just because times are so troubled. Um, you know, you look at everything that's going on in this mm-hmm. world. Um, you know, SPI does not discuss politics. It, you know, whatever way you sway. But I think everybody can admit there's turmoil. Sure. There's division. You know, we have all these storms. We have this pandemic. I mean, there's just so much negativity going on. It's a question of, is this just feeding off of that? Is That's it just cool. That's interesting. I didn't. I never thought of that. So I wonder if population has something to do with it, too. Because, you know, we have more people now than we've ever had. Right. You know. And I think exposure so. has a lot to do with it, too. Because, you know, yeah. 20 years ago, there wasn't any shows and uh, things like that. Now there's shows, there's books, there's groups like ours you know it's more it's becoming well, more mainstream yeah and, and it's an answer too i, right, I think right. probably before the shows stuff would happen to people and they didn't have any idea of what it was right. so they just kind of you know mm-hmm. or they now didn't they're have anybody to call yeah. right yeah so, so i think exposure has a lot to do with it as well mm-hmm. people are more aware that there's other things out there well so have you been able to identify certain types of demonic spirits i mean are there and, and i'm just going to use terms that i don't even know i'm just gonna make them up but like are there igors and pods and and, and rods and and bobs and you know are there yes i, I get where yes. you're going yeah. yeah um it you know it's interesting everybody on the team for the most part has a different religious and spiritual outlook 
Um, that's actually something I purposely strive for initially mm-hmm. because I wanted those different viewpoints. Something I might not think of being a Catholic, somebody else might think of because they're a spiritualist or they're a Wiccan or this or that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I like those different viewpoints. Um, we have <laughs> we have come across some very strange things that we all just kind of scratched our head and went, what is yeah. that? Um, being a Catholic, when I originally started this, I was very clear on, okay, we have ghosts, we have demonics. That's it. All this, you know, uh, Bigfoot and, uh, you know, the Loch Ness Monster and all this other stuff. Right. Oh, okay, yeah, that's cute. But, you know, uh, Bigfoot's a big bear and there's no Nessie because uh, there's not going to be one plesiosaur left in the world. And that's not scientifically possible. So it's some species they haven't discovered and... In my head, I had this rational explanation for just none of that weird stuff exists. I have had to (laughs) reevaluate and go, okay, there's a lot of things you just don't know that you just don't have an answer for. And I think that's the biggest thing for anybody who really does this seriously. Mm -hmm. You have to be open-minded. It does not matter what your view is. You have to be open to the possibility that there's something you never even considered or thought could be actual and we've had cases where we've all stopped and look at each other is this really i mean really you know and it's like how are we even gonna describe this and explain this uh, yeah it's it's it gets really weird sometimes since she's not here i don't really want to go too much into it but our medium she can kind of see them in a certain perspective There'll be times where she'll like recently she perceived one of the spirits to be almost like kind of like a car like pro- projecting himself as a cartoon, mm-hmm. and it's yeah. just there'll just be these really weird instances. Where That's we'll actually last be, night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll just we, we were just, we'll just be like, huh? And it's just like you say he looks like a Scooby Doo vampire. What? <laughs> and, and a lot of that has to do with how they case. project. But. Yeah, real case. Well. Wow. And, and what it actually turned out to be um, when we were able to uh, talk to that spirit, he is a young man uh, who sees himself as kind of a, a character and mischievous. So to her, that was the way he showed himself to her okay. rather than like a human type persona as I'm this, you know, kind of sneaky little Right. cartoon character kind of a thing and she was just utterly confused by what is this and then when we started talking to him and I, I got out of him that he was a male and his age approximately I was like uh, I got an idea what's going on here so I kind of just are you you think of yourself in this way and this is kind of how you see yourself and you know he was well, lighting up all the lights and confirming that that was it so let me ask you this then uh, I guess you go in, you do your investigation, you gather your evidence, and then you get back with your client to discuss the evidence, correct? Right. So has there ever been a time when the evidence was either so bad or or so negative that you decided amongst yourselves, we're not going to show this person this. We'll give them this, this, and this, but we're not, we're, we just can't because it's, you know, it's going to scare the shit out of them or whatever. I am very much about being real and being honest. Um you know, people will ask me questions sometimes that I hope they don't ask and because and, I don't want to have to answer or don't want to scare them. But mm-hmm. I will not lie to anybody. Um, we had one case um, out in Conroe area off 242. Um, 
that was pretty bad. Uh, and they had one of the entities that they had was the spirit of a serial killer. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually, while we were in the house, was trying to, they had a ladder that was propped against the wall. My husband, who's on the team, he's not here with us tonight, but he was sitting there filming and the spirit was trying to knock the ladder over onto him. I heard the the ladder rattling and you could see it move behind him. Mm-hmm. And I said, very calmly, just looking at him because he had no idea. I said, you need to move a little bit to your right. And he's looking at me like, why would I want to do that? I said, just move to your right, please. And after a minute, the, the ladder just, and he just looks at me. I was like, yeah, I saw him moving it. <laughs> but uh, well. he ended up making contact through channeling through our medium. Um, and so in doing so, rather than the yes or no questions that we can have through the equipment, which is a lot more minimal, mm-hmm. um, I was able to sit and converse with him through her like I'm conversing with you now. Um, he, and so she's able to channel these things. Right. Wow. Um, so he went into what he had done mm-hmm. um, and discussed a little bit parts of what he had done that he enjoyed. Um, that. You know, that is not easy for anybody to hear. Right. It's not easy to take. Um, this is what we do. And in order for me to be able to help these people, I have to kind of compartmentalize. And I have to be kind to them. I have to be non-judgmental because I'm not helping the client. If I get mad and say, how dare you, you, right. you know, so-and-so, um, I have to be, okay, I'm not here to judge you. I'm going to let you tell your story. If you want my help, I will help you, you know. Um, and, and I kind of go into my preacher mode on that. Right. <laughs> and that's just the only way to do it. But when we had to go and reveal that session, Jason actually went with me. And that was rough. Before we got to that video, we did the others. I stopped it. I said, okay, I need to let you know one of your entities is like this. This gets pretty graphic. This could be very disturbing. If you don't want to listen to it, you don't have to listen to it. If you want me to stop it at any time, you just tell me and I'll stop it. Um, you know, and I explained why I did it and, and why I let him continue. Um, and, and they understood her, uh, her husband actually was, I think he was drinking. A little that, bit. Yeah, he, he didn't, uh, he kind of pulled Jason off to the side. Let's have a drink over here. <laughs> yeah. He didn't want a deal. And right. he just checked out in his own way. That was okay. Um, she said she wanted to hear it. So we started to watch it. And as things got more graphic, at some point she was like, can you please stop it? I need to go to the restroom. I'm not feeling good. Well, Not a problem. Hmm. And we never did finish that video. I don't think no, we finished we it. Finish it. We just let it go. We also never withhold evidence. Like it, no. everything, you get it. it. The client receives it, and well, that's that. So, I guess there's cases where you just inform the client, "This is what you got. You're going to have to be able to deal with it." Uh, I mean, are there are there times that you can't get this thing to move on, and it's just going to be there? And I know that there's, um, you know, from from watching ghost hunters that there's repetitive haunts and things like that that right. aren't that much intelligent. There's just, you know, something that continues right. to repeat. Residual haunting is totally different. Right. Um, they can't communicate with us. They, they're they not going to respond to your questions, that kind of thing. It's it's more like, like a timestamp, like a tape recorder, just repeating itself over and over. They don't know that you're there. 
they're not they conscious of you. They're, they're not there. concerned. They just think yeah, they yeah it's it's just like a an wow. energy stamp. Yeah. Um, so that's that's a totally different thing. And you're, I don't know uh, personally of anybody who knows how to remove that. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are certain you know if you believe in the stones and things like that, certain things you can place around that might help certain types of activity, that kind of thing. But um, it's not something you can communicate with and mm-hmm. remove in that way. Um, so if you're intelligent commu- haunts, obviously, is completely different. Right. So if it's something demonic or malevolent, you can usually get it to move on or, or at least. Um, we have had, um, I, I call it faith, call it luck, whatever you'd like, um, extremely good results and moving on mm-hmm. human spirits. Um, we are we're really successful every time. Um, you know, I, I bet knowledge has a lot to do with that. I bet the fact that they have the knowledge that you have the knowledge mm-hmm. is probably what does it. And they're like, ah, I'm going to go somewhere where somebody doesn't understand what's going on. It'd be a lot easier to, to peg them down and break down their will, you know. Right. Uh, now I've got these cats in here. You know, they figured this thing out, so I need, need to go. Right. Yeah. We, we have, uh, you know, between Michelle and Lynette, you know, we have people that can sense them, even if they don't want to be sensed. Wow. You know, um, Lynette is a very, very nice, kind soul. Um, she doesn't always pick up on the most negative, not because Mm -hmm. she's not able, but she just, she doesn't like to see that, you know, that's just not her viewpoint. Right. Um, Michelle is particularly good at noticing those, whether she wants to or not. So, you know, she'll come up to me and, okay, he's standing in the corner over there with his arms crossed looking ticked off because he knows I can see him. Yeah. And, you know, Some, she, she didn't want to see like him, when but they, he's there. when they know I can see them. So hmm. at that point, it's like, okay, well, see, she can see you right here. So you might as well go ahead and talk to us because you're exposed. So do you have these experiences <laughs> during the day also? Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. like at the mall, yep. the store? Yep. Wow. Yep. So just kind of like wherever. I said, sometimes it's exhausting. <laughs> yeah, I would think it would be. Mm-hmm. Do you sense anything in here? <laughs> Do you want to know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Well, well, that ain't good. <laughs> I guess you know. I, I feel like I'm pretty strong-willed, so I think I'm going to be okay. I don't, I don't think it's anything bad. Okay. Well, that's good. That's good. <laughs> so. Um, where are you going to go from here? Uh, I know that you've got you got quite a team. You got what, like nine people? Eight. Yeah. Eight people. Eight wow, that's 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 a big team. You know. Yeah. It's a lot to carry around, and so as far as equipment and things like that, I guess you've got state of the art stuff. You said your REM pod was new, and we and do. what else do y'all have besides uh, REM pods? And what do you catch your EVPs with? Um, we have digital audio recorders, digital video recorders, cameras, uh, the rim pods, laser grids of different kinds. Mm, laser um, grids. I think I've only seen that once, and I found it to be really interesting. Yeah, that we have the cool. uh, the big ones you set down on the stand, and they kind of light up the whole room, light up the mm-hmm. walls, so you can see if anything disturbs the grid while you're sitting there in the room or while you have the camera focused. Um, and then we have the little handheld ones, mm-hmm. which are mm-hmm. kind of useful if you're – sensing that like something circling you or something like that you can turn them on or if they're messing with the equipment sometimes you can turn them on see if you can see a, a break in the grid where if they're you know physically doing it um because like with the flashlights it seems like some of the time they kind of think it 
and project their energy onto it. Other mm-hmm. ones almost seem to physically manipulate mm-hmm. it. Um, the, one of the ones we were talking to last night, actually, he could see the light turning, and I saw the light move a couple of times and called it out in the video. So There, there are other times when it's complete projection. Uh, that one in, I was mentioning earlier, the uh, Native American mm-hmm. investigation we were on, uh, he and I were in a room, and we had just finished wrapping up a session talking to what we believe was a male spirit and uh i was going to pick up the retrieve the equipment and it turned the light on in my hand and started talking okay. through it while i was holding wow. it i'm just like okay i'm just gonna sit here and not move <laughs> wow so yeah you just mentioned something that i thought was interesting you said male spirit so are there there's female spirits male spirits just Is like types they're, they're a third people kind. <laughs> we, we unfortunately do have to ask that question, and, and sometimes, you know, we hate asking that question, but, you know, uh, it's usually we ask it in the form of, um, is there anything or anyone who wants to speak with us is the well, general leadoff. That way we leave it open to anything. Um, and then once we start communicating, you know, another basic question, are you a male? Are you a female? If we don't get a response on either one of those, then usually we go for kids. Are you a little boy, little girl? Mm-hmm. Um, and if nothing comes out of that, that's when it gets more, okay. <laughs> Are you a spirit who never walked the earth as a human being? And wow. then that opens up a gauntlet of strange options. <laughs> and so how often does that happen? Um yeah. It's Let's you know because if I was if I was going to be paranoid or something, yeah, that'd be the thing that I'd be afraid of. You know, something that never walked the earth as a human. I'd be like, oh, okay. Right. And, and it depends what your religious beliefs are um, too, as to how you look at that. Um, you know, obviously, other people who are, who are Catholic, like me, for the most part, Catholics look at that. You're not human. You're demonic. Period. You know, being um, doing what I do. Like I said, I've had to open my mind up to, mm-hmm. okay, that's that's not true. There are things that are something else. I still wrestle within myself about, really? What what is that? How is that possible? <laughs> you know, and and that's a hard thing to grasp. Yeah, there there are also some times where we've uh, run across. Well, we we can't physically communicate with them, but uh, our medium uh, she'll see like an animal attached to a certain spirit, like their oh, dog yeah. or. So and most of the times when uh, said spirits decide to move on, those will move on with them. But a lot, there are we have run across animal spirits as well. Yeah, there was one case recently. We, uh, she was saying, I, I, this I know this isn't going to sound right, but there's a saber toothed tiger over there. <laughs> okay, yeah, well that, that was that was weird because in that particular case, and we don't have it on evidence. It's a personal experience for me, so I I, I kind of can't really put much into it but uh i actually saw the thing run in between a door and i was just like that did i did not just see (laughs) something look that looked like a saber tooth run across the doorway and that that was that was a moment where i had to kind of sit there and go did that just happen but so you know that brings me into wow now we're gonna get deep (laughs) so (laughs) that brings me into into the question of, of soul so would that mean that animals have souls? I completely think so. Um, you know, it, it's, That actually makes me feel pretty good. I've, I've lost a few animals I was really close with that I loved a lot. 
And it would make me feel great to think that they had souls. I believe, I believe they you know? do, and I believe the the reason why we don't have a high number of animal spirits, you know, hanging around is because they don't have the human ego, they don't have the human right. guilt, they don't have the things that would hold us here. You know, animals don't have that. Yeah, that makes so sense. So they, they go on, you know. Right. Um, they're not stuck here. And I think the ones that... Um, are with, you know, the people. It's because the human spirit requires their presence there with them because they can't let them go. So they're they're together, you know. Like I hope my dog's there with me when I go. You know, like, yeah. you know. But you're starting to make me think that it's not just lights out. You know, <laughs> yeah. That's comforting almost. You know, because it just seems final. You know, I've, I've got a few friends that I think are quite atheist. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, their ideas are, hey, you know, when you kick it, you kick it, it's over, it's <laughs> done, and that's it. And I've always felt like, no, there's got to be more than that, and there has yeah. to be. And the reason why I think that there has to be was when I was a kid, I had a lot of uh, deja vu. Mm-hmm. And there's one particular memory that I have that has stayed with me my whole life. And um, and what street is that? I think, believe it's Wad Drive where the old big – silos are Mm -hmm. i remember driving a bread truck and i was passing those silos when a nuclear bomb went off Mm -hmm. you know and i remembered that when i was a little kid and i kept asking my mom you know what happened and uh, she's like you're retarded that was that's what happened you know (laughs) but yeah i remember it i actually remember it happening and i lived in a high rise also I've never lived in a high rise. So mm-hmm. it was just kind of a, you know, crappy old apartment, but it was way up like 23 floors or something. So it makes me think that there was a past life before this one. And if there was a past life before this one, then there can't be an end when you die. You know what I mean? So maybe you come back, maybe you go to heaven, maybe you go to hell. I don't know. I don't know what happens, but I think we end up somewhere. Yeah, well, if you, you think know, about it, we... I'm not going to hang around here. That's what, <laughs> That's right. what I keep well, telling them. Company, I'm like, apparently. when I'm gone, I'm gone. <laughs> yeah. I ain't hanging around. But if you think about it, we are energy. You know, the soul is energy. Our human body is nothing but energy. Right. Energy cannot be created nor destroyed. So if we're energy and your soul is energy, it can't be destroyed. So it has to go somewhere. It has to get turned into something else. It has to go somewhere. It's a never-ending cycle. You know, um... And I do believe that you probably caught a glimpse of your past life. My son, um, he's 13 now, but he's gifted. I call him gifted. You know, he's a very, very strong, sensitive, like he probably better than me. And he grew up when he was little. He was always telling me stories about the family he had before, Mm -hmm. you know, and he would give details about the mom and dad that he had before and his brothers and sisters that he had before and where he lived before. And then even talked about when when I'm a girl, I'm gonna paint my nails. I said, what do you mean when you're a girl? You know, but he's meaning like after this life, he thinks he's gonna go and be, you know, right. a girl in the next life. So he's telling me about his next life as well. You know, um, and I believe him, you know, he was four or five years old and describing in great detail of his life before this family before this one, you right? Know? And I was like, "Wow, you know." It just shows you because, and, I, and all his life, I've encouraged him: don't block that out, keep that, remember those memories, you know. And so I think he's a great sensitive now because I didn't allow him to block it, you know. 
So That's great. Kids, kids can be, you know, it's oh, it's yeah. really great what they can pick up, and and people shut them down so quickly. Yeah, no. We yeah, had a, uh, we had a case. Was it maybe two, three years ago now, um, out in Humble, and uh, a cute, cute little kids, and the parents were upset because kids wouldn't sleep in their bed. They had this brand new, big, beautiful house they just had built. Mm-hmm. Little bitty kids, but sweet, sweet. And uh, the little girl, she was at the age where, where she could hold a fairly decent conversation. And I had asked them, I was like, can I talk to her? Is it okay? You can be there, but I'd like to, to talk to her. And they said, well, yeah, you won't get much, but but you can talk to her. So I asked her and, and I said, you know, are you scared of what's here? And yeah, I'm scared. And I said, okay, well, we're going to help with that. And I said, can you talk to me a little bit about what they look like? Okay. So I said, well, are they big people like us or are they little people like you? And she's like, both. Okay. Multiple? Yeah. Okay. And I said, well, what what do they look like? Are they pretty or do they look scary to you? And she's like, she thinks for a minute, she says, they look like zombies. And so her mom kind of rolls her eyes and she's like, this is what we get. Yeah, I told you. Sorry. So, you know, we kind of laughed it off. No big deal. And and so I talked to her a little bit more, and then we went about investigating the case. At that time, we didn't know about the entities that were there. This was at the very beginning. Once we got all the information on that case, what we learned is there had been a fire um, many, many years before, late 1800s. Um, house had burned down, and the whole family had been killed in the fire. Oh, wow. They burned to death. When that revelation came out, I immediately stopped and could hear her in my head saying, they look like zombies. Mm -hmm. She's seeing them in that form. To her, as a little five-year-old, that's what she interprets. Right. And it it just reminded me, okay, don't dismiss so easily. Even if the words being used are not, you know, what's real and tangible, there could be something in that. You know that's right on. Wow. You know, and and also going off on a little bit of a tangent, <clears throat> you touched on that it was a new house, and we get calls all the time. Yeah. You know, we've got stuff going on, but I don't get it. This is a brand new house. We're the first ones that's lived here. It's <laughs> it, what's going on. Yeah. See, that wouldn't make sense to me either because we've had minor experiences in our house, but it's we had the house built. So what the hell? Exactly. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, most of our cases, probably 90% of our cases, mm-hmm. are land-related. So it really? doesn't have anything to do with the structure. It's what was on the land, what happened on the land before that structure was there, or what happened 200 years ago. I, I mean, yeah. that's sometimes what we're dealing with, or longer. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I had a, a friend of mine, and he was a nuclear physicist. He's since passed. But he was a good dude, and he was one of the smartest people I ever met in my life. And he came up with this thing called the circle of life paradox. And so his belief was you die, but you come back. And you come back during the same time period because there's so many different parallels. And you have to come back as every type of individual. So you come back as a male, you come back as a female, you come back short, come back tall, you come back. You know, mentally disabled, you come back really smart, you come back as a murderer, you come back as a victim, and you have to live all of those before you can get out. 
really hope and, that's not true. And you know, <laughs> and, and you know, when you think about it, when you think about it, that's wow, what a trip. One of yeah. our, uh, but this was the kind of guy. I mean, he had that kind of mind, and uh, he had a stroke and died. And man, when we lost him, I thought to myself, we lost a brilliant guy because he. We had some conversations that were astronomically mind blowing, you know. And he would just come up with this stuff out of the blue. I'm like, Max, you're crazy, man. You know. <laughs> we have one. Uh, I don't know what to refer to him as. I'd say an outside. Yes, we we have a few um, um, outside people that that aren't part of the group, um, priests and so forth that we work with, um, that will call in for certain cases if they have a skill that pertains to that. uh, Our Taoist priest that we're in uh, conjunction with, uh, he believes kind of that everything gets reincarnated and that going through life and it's a popular thought with buddhism as well that you kind of have to reach enlightenment and go through trials to kind of become enlightened and move on and uh that kind of plays into that school Mm -hmm. of thought yeah and that would make sense and from what we've seen we've had stuff where uh we've talked to spirits and they've remembered past lives or we've just all kinds of stuff and it, it really kind of makes you wonder yeah, it does. It just opens it up, you know. And I don't really like being closed-minded about anything. I want to be as objective as possible. So I kind of got to weigh everything and and right. take a look at all possibilities. And some possibilities scare the crap out of me, but other ones, <laughs> you know, make me feel better too. Like, you know, the fact that animals could possibly have spirits or souls, that, you know, that's comforting. I, I, really, yeah. get, you know? I really get a kick out of the whole multiverse theory because I, I think like – there, there's one of me where the only difference in the world is the fact that everyone's name is backwards, and that just kind of amuses me. Yeah, yeah isn't that cool? Yeah, I wonder if that's ever going to be proven. See, to so, some people, like you were saying, it's comforting. Other people look at us and they're like, y'all look crazy. Y'all are just a bunch of crazy people. And, and I get it from yeah. their perspective. I, I completely do. I'm sure there's somebody who will watch this who will be watching it thinking that or laughing about it. You know, I couldn't... I, I'm reluctant a lot of times to talk about what we've seen in cases mm-hmm. because it's like if you weren't there, you couldn't believe it. You would just think we were crazy. Right. And you would have to know us to know that that we're not. I've caught myself plenty times talking about <laughs> cases and experiences. And I'll stop myself in the middle of the story and wait, 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 wait. Okay, okay. I know what you're thinking, <laughs> but I, I assure you, this this really happened. <laughs> Back when I was having my uh, personal ex- personal experiences and stuff, I had one where, uh, for the longest time, because she was just kind of starting to form the group and do it a lot more often, uh, and, uh, and two of my buddies came over, and for a long time, they were just like, oh, no, y'all are crazy, none of that exists. We were uh, sitting in my room. And out the window, we were all looking, and we all saw something. And we were like, and I was just like, I was, just, I saw it, and I, I've been seeing stuff like that for quite a while. And uh, so I didn't think anything of it. And then I hear my friend from behind me, he's like, dude, did you just see that? <laughs> and then my other friend's like, yeah, I don't want to talk about it. And then, like, <laughs> after that, they, they were like, oh, yeah, okay, well, I kind of believe you a little bit now. Yeah. So for a while, uh, it's, you, you kind of get perceived as crazy. But I think eventually everybody has an experience, you know, whether they 
back pocketed or what. Mm-hmm. I think everybody sees something, hears something, feels something at one point. You know, because like like you said, it's it's happening more and more. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've talked to a lot of people that have had experiences, and I'm like, wow, you know. And I some of them some have been cards. pretty cool. <laughs> so, and that brings me to my next question. So, if you're having experiences, and I, of course, calling you guys is is a great option. But let's say you guys are booked for the next month, you can't make it down. What should an individual do if they're having bad experiences? I mean, you, you're not going to vacate your place. So, what do you do? I mean, uh, we've actually had people that yeah. have. <clears throat> Um, we, we've had people that have called and said, um, from now to the time you finish the investigation, we're moving out. Wow. We're going to stay with family. We won't be there. We're going to give you the key. You guys can come and go as you need to. We're not going in. Um, you know, in that particular case, uh, that was Lake Jackson. Um, the wife was being choked in bed at night and things of that nature. It had gotten pretty violent and they had a little bitty, uh, was he three? I think he was three um year old son mm-hmm. in the house so they were just like no we're we're out till this is done and clear we can't do this well i was always under the impression that demons went after the kids before they'd go after the adults because they're a lot easier to take over well that one actually ironically as bad as that sounds it was not a demonic case it was a human spirit really mm-hmm. somebody uh, just angry huh lake jackson actually if you do the the history on it and which we always do when we're investigating a new town mm-hmm. do the full background um it was initially a few plantations really big just sprawling plantations right lots of slaves um lots of harsh treatment abuse oh, you yeah. know just horrible Torment. horrible yeah. things that happened um and they actually <clears throat> in their house they had the spirit of a slave um who had existed there and he had been abused and he had been tortured to death he was angry about his death he was angry that he was there he was angry that they were now in his space Um, and and saw a sensitive person in the wife who could kind of feel his presence and just okay i'm gonna scare you on out of here i'm miserable i'm gonna make you miserable well and we actually helped him um to come to terms with everything admit what he had done he apologized for what he had done, and we cleared him and moved him on. Well, that's cool. So let me ask you this. Because <laughs> this always brings me to another question. Has anybody ever hired you guys to go in prior to them moving into a place? No. We have not had that. No. Oh, sounds like that, something you all ought to offer. That would be interesting. Yeah. Although, uh, yeah. on, your, on your last move, uh, you were screening all of them through us. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually, I would send pictures to her and my medium and be like, hey, what, what you getting there? What, what am I buying into if I get that Yeah, one? before we get this place. <laughs> and, and we were actually, initially, we were looking for a historic home. Mm-hmm. Um, so some of them that, that we came across were a little like, one of them, my medium just looked at, she's like, no, just no, don't buy that, that. house. <laughs> I'm like, why? N- no, you just don't want it. I'm like, no, no, I want to know now. Like, should I go put a business card on the door? You know? Um, and, and we actually, ironically, we almost bought the house that was right across the street from it. There were two on the same street that were for sale. And we were very interested in the house across the street. And I said, if we get this house, this is going to be real interesting because she made a point of telling me, nobody stays in that house and that's why they're having trouble selling that house like those people will be in and out and i was like oh if we get the house across the street i'm gonna be watching going hey i can help you yeah <laughs> we can fix this situation <laughs> well guys it's been great having y'all on and uh it's been fun i learned some stuff today so i usually do 
And uh, I'm glad y'all are out helping people. You know, you got to pursue that uh, nonprofit thing. I think it'll help you out a lot. And yeah. maybe through that, you can get some additional funding and be able to do it, you know, on a full-time basis. Yeah. So how often do you get to, uh, you know, dedicate? How much time a week, a month? <laughs> do you get to dedicate to do this thing? We do this every weekend. Every weekend. So um, so all your time off. Basically. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, I, I work a, yeah. a full-time job during the week. I have a family, um, and I'm constantly on call for SBI. Um, I do evidence review. Um, my son, sometimes when he's off, will help me with that, which is a great help because my time is so limited. On weekends, <clears throat> we're doing investigations, sometimes back-to-back. -back. We had one last night. We're here tonight, okay. you know. Um, other times if it's a really big one or we have to go out of town, then we'll just maybe do one that weekend just because of, we have to have enough energy to be able to do it. Sure. Um, or sometimes we'll do an investigation on a Friday, but we'll do a clearing on a Sunday. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, stuff like that. So it's, it's constant. It is all of our free time. I tell my clients once they call me, I'm with you till the end of this, no matter what that is. And when that winds up being, they can call me at 2 AM if they want to, I will get up and I will talk to them yeah. if that's what they need. It's got to be exciting. You know, it's got to be a great job, <laughs> you know? So what do you do in your regular job? Uh, I am a scheduler for a construction company. We do uh, inspections. Okay, cool. What do you do? I work for a tech startup. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. What kind of, what kind of tech startup? It's, it's a new app <clears throat> that, uh, for um, customer service sales type stuff. Really? That, that we're in the process of developing, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm in the IT business. Really? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you do? I am dispatch manager for a repo company at night. She uh -huh. lives dangerously like, really? all That's the way cool. around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't play, do you? No. Yeah. And, and what do you do? Uh, I work with uh, my uncle at his uh, roofing and remodeling company as a carpenter. Well, that's cool. Okay. Yeah. And our, our part-timers... Um, one of them is retail. Well, two of them are retail. Um, one is an electrician. That's that's actually our lead debunker. Okay. Um, and then my husband is uh, shipping and receiving. Wow. Yeah, diverse group. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so y'all bring a lot of talent to the table. All right, so how can people get in touch with you? What's the best number to reach at? 281-825-8618. Okay. And I'm Amy. If I don't answer, leave me a message. And I will call you back. Um, generally, if I can't answer, I will send a text, an automated text, um, just letting them know to leave me a message. Because sometimes people will call and they're kind of timid about what to say and they sure. don't leave a message. So I'm very big on please leave me a message because if I'm at work during the day, I can't answer. Um, I will sometimes answer on my breaks. I will text on my breaks and, and I'll often set up phone appointments, tell them I'll call you at 5 p.m. as soon as I get off. Um, so evenings is the best time if they want to directly reach me. Um, but sometimes we're on a case, and I may not be able to answer right at that moment. So please leave me a message. Okay, great. And I know you guys are busy, so how far out are y'all booked usually? I mean, um, Generally, we stay about three to four weeks. Um, I always leave emergency slot room in there. Okay. Um, a lot of times we don't do the doubles, um, but if somebody calls me and, and they're just in torment and people are being hurt or we have small children involved, mm -hmm. I will work them into my schedule. They will get a sooner appointment than that. And we'll make sure that happens. Okay, great. Man, I'm glad y'all got to come down. It was, you know, 
it was tough. I think we started talking last year at the end of the yes. year. So, you know, so I was really glad to have y'all, and I'm hoping to have you back us. again. Absolutely. What I'd like to do next time, if you guys could bring some EVPs or some evidence or something like that, would be cool. I can. I you know? have a really good EVP I could pull up real quick if you want to hear it. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> or, Why not? Or, I got time. Or, uh, or just pull up our uh, Facebook. Oh, because yeah. I have a few on there. <laughs> we should uh, bring by that picture of me when I was a baby. Oh, yeah. We have a photograph of, because uh, we used to live in New Orleans before Hurricane Katrina. Yeah. And uh, there's one photo, and... Uh, the doors cracked open and there um, she was looking in on me while I was sleeping and I was uh, passed out and you know those little like foam kid chairs mm-hmm. I was sitting in one by my nightlight and just from from the light nightlight out just to the center of the room there's just a lightning bolt screaming across the, the screaming across the room and then where you know how if you have a light on outside and you open a door there's like the crack of light that came uh-huh. that no, light's it's just gone videos. it's not it's just no absent like wow. the light's not allowed to penetrate in the room for whatever it, it's a really really weird yeah. interesting photograph yeah i bet it would be yep yeah that's a good one so jason's going to play you an evp from one of our cases here okay hello that was my niece asking, is there anyone in here with us? Wow. I took that to say me. What's your name? Uh. <laughs> Do you have the, the little girl one? Uh, there's a few. The one where, like, are you a 12-year-old girl? And it, um, there was one we got. that one's a good one. Yeah, the, that should, that's definitely in there. Do we have the one with... It, it'll be more recent. It'll be up more on the top ones. Do we have the, the one with the guy who is, when we were questioning whether or not he wanted help, Could and be, he just said, one? no, just help? It might be that one. <laughs> that one, that one was, <clears throat> that one was interesting. play i hate technology i hate it i like technology it's earned me some money i I, i'm I'm an ed warren fan and i'm very old school if i could still use the bells on the door handles i'd be doing it (laughs) it's all high tech now and i'll I'll just get frustrated and give it to these guys here deal with this (laughs) oh i've only got 3g so it's crawling that's why well that's cool because I want to save something for next time anyway. Yeah, yeah. We, we've got we've, lots of we'll, we'll really bring you some good videos. videos okay. There. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, and we can superimpose those, so that'd be wonderful. Um, like I said, I enjoyed having you guys out, and uh, it was an interesting conversation. And I learned some stuff. I feel better. So, And in a way, I'm a little bit more paranoid, too. So, <laughs> you know, we're just going to have to see where it goes. A little bit of each. But, uh, <laughs> I'm going to be leaving these guys in here, and they're going to do an investigation and uh, let me know what they find, um, hoping that it's not going to be anything um, negative because uh, I don't need that in my life. i got enough <laughs> negative as it is. So, But uh, anyway, guys, um, we'll see you in the next video, and looks like we're going to be out of here. Thanks. Thank you.